Welcome to In the Studio with Michael Card. We're excited to feature this classic edition of the program from sessions at the Mole End Studio in Franklin, Tennessee. What you'll hear now was recorded several years ago. Though some of the details about guests and ministries may have changed, the powerful lessons from the music and conversations are timeless. Our web and email address hasn't changed, but now you can connect via Facebook or Twitter when you search for Michael Card. We hope to hear your reactions to this classic edition of In the Studio. is in the studio with Michael Card. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Guess where? In the studio with Mike Card sitting right here. Yeah. How about that? What a coincidence. <laughs> Mike, it is great to be back with you this week. Thanks for coming back. All the way from Chicago, you and Joe. Thank yeah. you. Man. I can't wait to go through this hour together with you and our friends. In the second half today, we've got Buddy Green and Jeff Taylor oh, sitting yeah. in with us. That's going to be a hoot. Yeah. As a yeah. matter of fact, a Buddy has that hymns and prayer song CD mm-hmm. that we want to make it available. You're going to hear some of the songs live here mm-hmm. in the studio from Buddy and Jeff, and then we'll make the CD available at the end of the program. It's great to have all those in one collection, yeah. especially for those of us that are trying to rediscover the hymns. Mm-hmm. And let's see, uh, some guy named Scott Rowley is stopping by here. Really? Today, oh, so. well, okay. <laughs> hey, Wayne. Can, I, you, co- can I come in and talk? <laughs> nice to see you, Scott. Good to see you. Scott is what, uh, senior rector these days? Of uh... I'm something. I, I, I'm just a pastor. <laughs> Christ Community Church in Franklin, Tennessee, and a frequent contributor here. He's senior, he is senior pastor now. Yeah. He's Boy, the, God moves in mysterious ways, huh? <laughs> yes, he does. Scott is the official <clears throat> best friend of Michael Card in the right, studio. Official. So. That's right. That's an honorific title <laughs> yeah. that I've been given. Hey, Scott, we ask listeners to respond to us with email, and I have one here that actually turned into an e-quest. That none of us can answer, so we thought we'd have you come in. No, it's not a question. They want to hear song. From Scott Rowley? No, from you. Oh. So I'm asking Scott to help me set this up. <laughs> this comes from, uh, from let's see, it comes from Arlene, who says, I have an e-quest. That's a request here, Scott. Get it. On email. Scott's get, not terribly technical. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Okay. This is like interneting, when yeah. you go interneting? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Uh, Arlene says, earlier today I came across a verse in Ecclesiastes which says, Of making many books there is no end, and much study wearies the body. It reminded me of the song, So Many Books. Mm. And she says, as a book lover and a student, I'm known for never going anywhere without something in hand to read. And your program and your music always seems to encourage and remind me that I need to take time to read and study God's oh, Word. Oh, good mm. for her. So. John Adams said, if you, you take a, you'll, you'll never be alone with a poet in your pocket. Take a book with you. Everywhere <laughs> you go. go. Mm. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk to Scott here about a passage in Ephesians in just a moment. But since Arlene has asked you to sing the song, we can't say no to Arlene, can we? Certainly not. Mike Picard in the studio. So many books. Ken Lewis joins him on percussion. One, two, So comes the call for the poor to be fed More hungry by far are a billion and more Who wait for the bread of the word of the Lord So many books, so little time So many hunger, so many blind Starving for words, they must wait in the night To open a Bible and move toward the light 
a time, the prophets would say, when the poor of mankind will be withered away. A want not for water, but a hunger for more, a famine for hearing the word of the Lord. So many books, so little time, so many hunger, so many blind. Starving for words, they must wait in the night to open a Bible and Many books. Thanks to our listener for asking for Michael to sing that song this week. Thank you, Arlene. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about building the kingdom here today. Scott is our guest, our commentary guest, to make it official here. Scott, how's that sound? That's very impressive. <laughs> and I thought we would look at Ephesians chapter 4. You guys have agreed already off mic, so I know you're not going to turn me down on this one. Ephesians no, chapter no, no. 4, starting at verse 11, it says, He, Christ, is the one who gave these gifts to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ, until we come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature and full-grown in the Lord, measuring up to the full stature of Christ. Mm. How about that, huh? Very powerful, and um, a recognition first and foremost that, as we know in our own failure and our need, that our measuring is only based on our being united with Jesus. I mean, it's our it's our understanding that it's his righteousness, and that's where this full and complete standard, in fact, as we look at the eschaton, the future, and look at the, our eschatology that says to us that we'll be made complete, that we look through a dark glass now, but we'll see face-to-face, it'll be... It'll be uh, in the reality of, of, of final, a final hour that, that brings us together, always in light of that. That helps us with hope today to recognize that's where we're headed. Scott, you're a pastor, and we see how pastors fit into that. Where do the rest of us fit into that? Well, I think it's just what he's saying in terms of our living our lives out as people who see Christ's work in and around us, in our workplace, in our family, you know, in the church itself as laymen and lay leaders, uh, as everyday people, that normal Christian life is recognizing this idea that I am here to serve and then I equip by serving as Christ has served me. And that's where this, this collision comes in North American Christianity being broadcast to the world that says, God wants you to be healthy. God wants you to be wealthy. God wants you to, in some sense, have all of this, these material goods and material wealth versus He's, what he's drawing you into is this understanding that all of us are uh, servant leaders by what d- denying ourselves, taking the cross, and following him. And what he wants to give you isn't healthy, wealthy, and wise. He wants to give you the equipment so that you can then go serve other people. That's how the kingdom grows. The kingdom doesn't grow by means of people 
having their needs met or I mean whatever yeah. it, it, it it degenerates into yeah and as you're so yeah. important in way the way you say it Mike is that his gift to you then this equipping is himself he yeah. gives himself as this and it's such an amazing thing how true biblical Christianity really is about the person yeah and Paul he, he gives the the list there of the kind of the different offices or the mm-hmm. different giftings and I really do believe that secondary secondary I mean we are not our gifts right right um, Jesus Jesus knows he's not his gift people come to him and they want the gift they want to be healed they want to you know feed the four thousand feed the five thousand and he is very patient with them in doing so but it's very clear that he Jesus knows he's not his gift. He always points away from himself. People people always praise God when Jesus does something. Isn't that interesting? That There's yeah. no record of them ever praising him. Yeah. But he heals or he does right. whatever it is he's doing, and people praise God. And, and I think that's a that's an important yeah, pattern. Yeah, I, I had a friend years ago that was a young man who wanted to come to faith, but he was afraid he was going to have to be like me, talk about it all the time, mm-hmm. or a missionary go to Africa. Yeah. And as I said to him, Jesus is not saying that to you. Jesus wants to give you his presence. He wants you to know him and to him for him to know you. It's that it's that unity. Well, what happened was a year later, someone stopped me and they said, did you hear about your friend? <laughs> and uh, I said, no. And they said, well, he's up at uh, University of Florida and he's working with uh, a campus organization. And all he does is share Christ. Yeah. All he does is talk about Jesus. And his lead <laughs> statement is, you don't have to talk about him to come to him. See, wow. see how that works? Wow. It's like... That's an evangelist. That was the key right? for him. The key for him as an evangelist was, this isn't about me winning my my reward from yeah. Jesus by talking brilliantly. Yeah. It's really about trusting Jesus, who is the brilliant one. Yeah. And that I can't shut up about. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Wow. Of course, God has given us the church. We know that. And it says here that we are to build up the church. Right. Yeah, the church is his, his plan A. He, you know, we're and the there, colony of heaven. No, there is, there is no, no plan, plan B. B. He's <laughs> dropped us wherever we are culturally, wherever we are in date and time and space. He drops the colony of heaven, is, which is our responsibility then to be that salt and light. And let me say this about Scott. Scott is a church. He's the first person that I ever heard refer to himself as a churchman. Hmm. Now, I, I grew up with a fairly bad taste in my mouth about church. I mean, I, I did not, I mean, God bless my, I mean, I'm thankful for yeah, my church. Amen. I'm not just, let, please understand, sure. I'm not sure. being negative. My first earliest memory of church, though, is a line of deacons blocking the front door to keep a, a black couple yeah. from visiting our church. Mm-hmm. Right. That That's my earliest experience. There are a lot of sweet people in my church, and, and I, I, I came to know the Lord in my church. Yeah, I amen. came to faith. So we please, hear you loud and clear. Yeah, 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 yeah. So please don't misunderstand me. But... Back to the story. <laughs> Scott Scott is the first one who ever described himself as a churchman. And if it had been anybody else but you, I would have said, yeah, fine, you know, you know, good luck with that, right? But I, I've walked with him now for, what, 30 years, and, and I've seen what that means and what that costs. And, and his life now as a senior pastor, which is still, you know, unbelievable to me, not that you're not the, the man, but just to come from where you came to— be the senior pastor of this big church is, is unbelievable. Oh. And he, and he's, he's calling me into trying to figure out where I fit. Because I, right. I still don't know if I yeah. fit. And we get, to lead, <laughs> we get to lead worship, you know, just Sunday, this past Sunday together. I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. Was, Ashley, well, Ashley yeah. was just here. Oh, yeah. she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Ashley it was Cleveland. Fun. Yeah. But it was great. And I think Mike and I just couldn't stop smiling. I was sitting on the other side of the stage watching Mike play piano and being literally dragged into playing you know be thou my vision playing songs that he does not he does not play on a regular basis yeah. you know he's a great musician obviously a marvelous musician so 
it was fun to listen to him. But I know he was over there kind of tortured by, <laughs> is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? You know, I'm, I'm not really comfortable. And again, we've had him preach. We've had him teach. We've yeah. had him be a part of the congregation in a lot of different ways. He levels. was building up the church, wasn't he? He's building up the church. And again, it doesn't really matter if he likes it or even figures that out. He plays a role as, a, as one of, men, of the men God's called out, one of the people God's called out. And he plays that role. And oftentimes, I think begrudgingly, I mean, we kind of get dragged into it. Uh-huh. And you're, if you're called to it, which is the clear picture in Ephesians, is there's a calling that's going on, internal and external. And if you're called into it, it's really not about your your own kind of feeling. Yeah, about it's it. not whether you feel right. like it or not. And right. and I'm still in. Pro- I got to confess, I'm still in process on that. I mean, I my 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 membership in the Holy Catholic Church in the Universal Amen. Body of Christ. That's that's easy. Right. Mm-hmm. But Christ Community, <laughs> right. First Missionary Baptist, you know, right. the rubber hits the road. <laughs> that place that place has still been really difficult. I, I, to I'm glad figure. you brought that up, Mike, because just before you did, I was thinking about the fact there may be some people listening who have given up on church for right. whatever reason, that right. reason or, or others, or given up on a commitment to a body. I, don't, I think, I mean, especially here in the South, I mean, Nashville, it's it's church. What church are you going to now? Is the question because mm. you know what flavor are you into now? Mm-hmm. And 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 the question is always, do I like it? You know, what kind of worship do they right. have? Well, they have traditional. Well, they have contemporary. Well, they have yeah. this. They have that. It's too bad that defines church. Yeah. 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 Well, it's the, the call is to community, and the community is going to be, we call it the expression of the church. We use terms, the body of Christ, followers of Jesus that gather in this place. Those are those are community those are community expressions. Nothing really happens in the kingdom of God outside of community. If we forget that, then we get lost in this individualism mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, there are people that are listening that are dying. Yeah. They're, they're suffocating in their own self, in a sense, self-centeredness. They're, they're looking at things so myopically. It's just from their perspective. They need a brother who they can talk to, be yeah. honest with, or sister they need to talk to, to be honest with. And that's the community right. we're talking give, about. Give me one step. Give people listening who are in that boat one step they can take in the direction of church that will encourage them. Open the door of your life to one imperfect church. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's one giant you know, step, isn't it? Uh, you know, I, exactly. I don't know exactly how to say it. That's but, so uh, well said. It's the reality is that, that that when people say to me the church is hypocritical, they don't care about the environment, they don't care about the war, they don't talk about the things that are really on my heart, the things that uh, irritate me. They're spending all this money on buildings, and you know what I say to that? You're right. That is exactly what the church is doing, mm-hmm. and it's wrong. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about finding in the, within the the realm of what you consider church the relationships with people that are flesh and blood. And there are there are members that you can that you can get to know. That's Everyone kind of knows where a church is. Very good. Go find a spot to get involved. Just yeah. one more thing before we leave this conversation. Very helpful conversation today about building up the church with Scott Rowley. But what is what does it mean to the full maturity of Christ? Well, I believe. I mean, again, I go back to the completion. Um, to me, it's a it's a picture of the of the of when there is no more sin, when there is no more need for us to mature. You know, full maturity is probably being able to see all of our sin and see Christ in Christ alone. I always, I'm sorry, apologize. I always hear I'm a paradox person, so when I hear full maturity, I think uh, perfect childlikeness. Mm. I mean, how do you become? How do you become rich? You become mm-hmm. poor. How do you become mm-hmm. wise? You become a fool. How do you become truly mature in Christ? And you think of someone like a Bill Lane or some of these other people, a Calvin Searwell, some of the people that we know well who are really mature in Christ. They may be brilliant and, you know, all that kind of stuff. They may know lots of stuff. But what they exhibit is this simple childlike faith 
the absolute trust, the, the little child who will jump off the stairs into his father's arms kind of thing. So when I hear into the, the, you know, the full measure of Christ, the full image of maturity, uh, I see Don Cole, mm. who is who is a child right. of God in, in every yeah. beautiful mm. sense of the word. It's a picture of repentance as our lifestyle, to literally yeah. say, without you, Jesus, we have nothing. Yeah. That's a mature statement. We have a habit of thinking it's someone who's memorized the whole Bible, prays mm-hmm. unseason. I mean, we have all these standards, and I think it is really literally seeing our complete need of Christ. Yeah. Very helpful conversation today. Scott, you always bring so much to it. Well, Thank you. It's always good to be here, Wayne. Michael, let's take a few moments and look at some of the emails we've received recently in the studio. The address in the studio at michaelcard.com. This note comes from England. We get a lot of comments from people in the UK. We do. I was just actually in England and Ireland, and uh, I was really uh, encouraged by how many people listen to the program on on the the internet. They mm-hmm. podcast it and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. And so, uh, if you're if you're listening in, uh, th- thanks. Yeah, it's great uh, to have your encouragement. Yeah. Uh, here's Joyce, who lives in England, and she says, I've been listening to the show via streaming audio for the last couple of years. Mm. I've been blessed in so many ways, too many to write to you about. The Bible commentary is always a highlight for me. Mm. I've been looking for this kind of teaching for a long time. I find my spirit so stirred, oh, she says. Good. So thank you for that note. She also says, I've now started studying up at Bible college part-time. Within mm. four months, the Lord opened up an opportunity for me to lead a Bible study at my church. Ah, wonderful. There are people there who know the Bible well, others who find reading difficult, but the Lord enables us all to be satisfied with this encounter. Oh. I thank the Lord for this and thank you for being the catalyst in enabling me to go forward wow. on my journey with the Lord. Wow. Yeah, well, thanks, Joyce, for, uh, for writing that. And, and my encouragement to you is, you know, you don't have to be you know, the, the Bible answer person, I think what people need to see is how much you love, love the scriptures. Mm-hmm. I mean, that what impacted me most about William Lane, who was a genius, was simply that he loved the Bible so much. I think that's what people need to see. So be encouraged. One more thing from Joyce. Uh, she refers to our prayer program with the Men of the Empty Hands Fellowship. Yeah, uh-huh. We should relate to our new listeners yeah. that the Empty Hands Fellowship is a, is a men's group in mm-hmm. Franklin, Tennessee, that we see as a model for the rest of the world as well. Yeah, and we do have new stations coming on all the time. And, uh, and, and if you are a new listener, uh, as you listen to the program, in time you'll get to know uh, a lot of these brothers. Um, and they are just... a kind of a ragtag group uh, that have been uh, that have been called together and and what we have in common is that all we bring to the Lord are our empty hands mm-hmm. and he uh, he knits our hearts together. One of the main themes of the Empty Hands Fellowship is racial reconciliation yeah. and we also gather them together for prayer here in the studio occasionally. Now they get together for prayer all the time. Yeah. Once in a while they come to the studio and that's what Joyce is referring to yeah. when uh, Bill, remember Bill Miller, yeah, uh, was, our First Nation brother yeah, who yeah. prayed so powerfully. and Played the drum and sang. Yeah, yeah, she said, I began to sing with him and my tears spontaneously wow. flowed. She and said, my so. guess is she had no idea what it was he was saying because I had no idea what he was saying. But you can you can still capture the heart of someone like that when you hear them pray. I think the only way to really know a person is to hear them pray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's another note. This one comes from a listener named Scott. Thanks for presenting a contemplative and reasoned faith over the radio and podcast, he mm. says. That's a nice compliment. Good. Well, we're th- we are thinking about it. We're <laughs> contemplating it, aren't we, Wayne? <laughs> uh, Scott says, I would appreciate your wisdom about church life. My mm. wife and I participate in many ways in our, our local church. We also participate in leadership in various ways. 
We're excited about what we hope the Lord is doing there and are firmly committed to this body of saints. But there's one thing that seems to stick out to me that I just don't have a firm resolution on. I see many of the members of the leadership being unable to distinguish between church life and the person of God. There's no shortage of conversation about and teaching about the works that the church members do and support for God or God's kingdom. Uh But there's only a modest amount of chat about the person of God. You understand... uh, what he's getting at here. Well, I, I wonder if I do. I, I don't want to assume that I understand. But what what that comment makes me remember is a com- conversation I had with uh, a brother last week. And he was talking about his father was a great Bible teacher. And he said, you know, my, my father taught me to love the Bible, but my mother taught me to love God. And I found that comment sort of strange. And, and um, I asked him to explain. And he said... Um, the, his mother was just in love with the person of God, and I sort of thought loving the Bible and loving God were the same thing, but uh, I, I think they do differentiate it at, at one point, because certainly God is a person and loves us uh, and is loved as a person, and the Bible is a, is the door that opens you know, into that life. So, uh, you know, I, I think I understand yeah. what he's saying. There's it, a difference. It's kind of, the, it's kind of like, the, you know, loving the system, you know, being comfortable with the whole system yeah. of Christianity rather than the person himself of Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, but, but, the, but the proviso I would always make is that you only know God through his word. I mean, he reveals himself. You know, the person we love is the person we come to know in that Bible. So uh, they they do converge, but they do they are they're 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 separate, but they're the same same thing. Yeah, Sorry to I understand talking a mystery, but uh, and but but I do I'm I'm in the light of my my conversation that I had with my friend. I I was examining my own heart because I'm a Bible geek. You know me, I love the Bible, and I think um, I think I recognize that in my my own life there were times when I was you know, into the language and into the life situation yeah. and all that stuff. And, and, missed, missed and missed, and yeah, and missed the person of God mm-hmm. in, 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 in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think that's a good rebuke. I don't have an answer for his question other than to say that's probably a good sensitivity and trust your heart in that. Well, you know, I'm thinking of it in terms of our conversation a few moments ago with Scott about building the church mm-hmm. and being patient with the church and realizing that God has a purpose for the church. And yeah. Not going to find a perfect church. But. Yeah, and and not confusing doing things for God with with loving God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Wayne, we've talked to Scott and we've we've read these emails. Well, let's let's just go to prayer. Would you uh, Would you pray? Yeah, I'd be happy pray to pray for uh, those new listeners who uh, were sort of inviting into this idea of community, and I pray that they don't confuse. Uh, our radio community or our web community <laughs> with real community. Good point. Yeah. Yeah, very good point. We need to stress that often, don't we? Yeah. Well, let's pray. Lord, we thank you for Scott and for his words to us as we looked at the scripture passage from Ephesians. And we pray that you will use us to build up the church uh, in whatever circumstances we find ourselves in. Give us patience and wisdom and love for your church and for Scott, who wrote to us about his question, and for all other listeners who are committed to your church but have questions about how to go about doing this or that. Lord, we just pray that you'll give wisdom and guidance, that your spirit will enable us to remember that we are uh, members of the body of Christ, and that means a local community as well as the, as the, as the church at large. So, Lord, give us that uh, strength and wisdom to carry on so that we will be uh, unified, as the passage says, that we will come together, that we will Uh, measure up to the stature of Christ. That's our goal, and we pray these things 
in that name, that worthy name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Michael, thank you. I'd thank like you. to encourage our listeners uh, to email us, um, not only with questions, but as uh, as our listener in England did, let us know how the program is spurring you on to do things as well, you know, like leading that Bible study. Yeah, let us let us know what we're doing right, and so we can do that more. Yeah. And if, if, if you're real gentle, let us know what we're doing wrong, and we'll stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> how about a song here in the studio from Michael Card? You ready? I think so. Come worship the Lord. Michael's at the piano now.
Come Worship the Lord, an appropriate song. As we've come to the halfway point here in the studio with Michael Card, I want to encourage you to get in touch with us. Your comments, Bible questions, and song requests are always welcome when you email us at inthestudio at michaelcard.com. There's so much you can discover about this program and Michael's music and teaching ministry, and it's found at michaelcard.com. Now, if you can't stay with us or want to listen again to the entire broadcast, then check out our online audio archives or program podcast. You can find this and a complete listing of Michael's CDs and books at michaelcard.com. You'll want to stay with us in the second half. Buddy Green and Jeff Taylor come to perform music here in the studio with Michael Card. Coming up next week in the studio with Michael Card, Michael will open the word and teach on the life of Jesus. And there'll be guest conversations and plenty of music woven throughout the hour that will inspire you to follow Christ in new and deeper ways. The instruments are tuned and the Bible is open, so make sure you join us for this unforgettable session. Look for the post and invite other like minds to hear this program on Apple, Spotify, or Google Play. All the details at michaelcard.com. We're back in the studio for hymns and prayer songs with Michael Card, Buddy Green, Jeff Taylor, starting with Revive Us Again. Mike? We praise Thee, O God, for the Son of Thy love, for Jesus who died and is now gone above. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Revive us again. We praise thee, O God. For the spirit of light Who has shown us our Savior And scattered our night Hallelujah Thine the glory Hallelujah Amen Hallelujah Thine the Hallelujah, thy the glory. Hallelujah. 
So good to hear that song again. And to look over here, Buddy Green's playing lead guitar and vocal. But to look over, did you were you guys watching as you played, Jeff? No, I don't look at anybody else but what <laughs> I'm doing. It's best not to. Jeff is playing the accordion and the penny whistle and occasionally turning the, to the piano as well. So, And Michael Card playing bazooki. And Buddy Green is pulling it all together like the <laughs> mystical force, like gravity. You, you, you pull us all together and we all sort of... We orbit around you musically. It's cool. We should really play, pray for the Holy Spirit now, don't you think? Yeah. We should pray for something. We're in dire need. This is all we've got. Oh, it um, is so good to hear that song yeah, again. Isn't that a great song? I, I love that. Of course, that's part of my Baptist upbringing. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, when I heard it growing up, it was, Hallelujah, thine the glory. Yeah. Old, old three, four, you know, yeah. which I love still. But uh, Stride over there. Stride piano. <laughs> But turning it, you know, giving it a different time signature kind of, you know, lets it breathe, updates it a little bit. Mike, you know, this is on Buddy's CD, Mm -hmm. Hymns and Prayer Songs. And I am very glad to say that we're going to make the whole CD available to our listeners. So you got to stay tuned for a few minutes and we'll tell you how to get a copy. Ooh. How about that? That's like marketing. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) He's done this before. (laughs) Is that what that is? Well, I'll, I'll put my little oar in the water. It's a great CD. And yeah. and we got a whole new generation that knows nothing about hymns. That's true. Hmm. We yeah. played at a church in Baltimore last month, and I played Just As I Am, Nothing. Jesus, What a Friend for Sinners. And this is a, a thriving church that's really happening. Yeah. And, and they have all kinds of new music, but... Yeah. We're we're old. <laughs> well, you know, Jesus, you're so old. You're coming. Jesus, back. what a friend for sinners! How can you have church without Jesus? What a well, friend I'm, for sinners! I know, and and you know, I love the new music, but there's something about hymns and and even new hymns that are still being written. But I go out to California every year to this camp, and I play and lead worship out there. And because about all I know is hymns, you know, I'm so I'm way behind on the new music. So <laughs> I'm playing all these hymns, and these these Californians are coming up to me going. Wow, great song. Yeah. Where'd that come from? Yeah. Your grandmother. Yeah, it's 200 years old. you got to add a dude to that. Buddy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Of course, all the old people are coming up to me going, thank you yes. so much. Yeah. At last, a song I know. That's right. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, Roly and I did, did worship a couple of months ago in church, and it was the same thing. We just did hymns with guitars, no no overheads, and it was hymns that everyone knew. And the young kids came up and they said, how did you do that? Yeah, right. How did you, the worship? We've never experienced. Well, 
no overheads, and everybody knows the song. Well, and you have to you have to memorize a few more than three or four lines to <laughs> yeah. get through the song. But you Careful know, some, now. you've some, gone from preaching to meddling now. No, buddy. but hey. some of those songs, some of those old songs, they really they take you on a journey. You know, uh, whether it's a theological journey or just a theme of praise. Uh, you know, I think of a song like "All Creatures of Our God and King," yeah. and it's just timeless. Yeah. I'll never get tired of singing that hymn. Well, we'll talk more about hymns and prayer songs and the CD that's available in a few minutes. But you guys got to keep playing it. We can't let the music stop here. <laughs> uh, buddy, what are you reaching for down there? My harmonicas. <laughs> Keeping them handy, you know. You're never far away, are they? No. Harmonicas and hymns, it just goes together, don't you think, Well, let me, let me turn to Mike Card and ask him that question. <laughs> well, when you when you do it, buddy, they go together very well. <laughs> that, was a, that was a kind and, and, uh, and gratuitous, gratuitous statement. <laughs> That's right. What's the song? Uh, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, another great hymn, kind of an invocation of a hymn. You know, it's a, um, a great little prayer. I, I often, when I am asked to lead music somewhere, um, I often use this as just a good way to start a service, you know. Good. It's, it, it's the prayer I need anyway. All right. Buddy Green, Jeff Taylor, and Michael Card in the studio. Come thou fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy grace, and streams of mercy never ceasing, call for songs of loudest praise, teach me some melodious sonnet, sung by flaming tongues above praise the mount I'm fixed upon it mount of thy redeeming love Prone to one 
enters my heart, oh, take and seal it, seal it for thy courts above. And here's my heart, oh, take and seal it, seal it for thy courts above. Nice. Buddy Green, Jeff Taylor, and Michael Card. If I asked you guys to do that the same way all over again, could you? I mean, you're... <laughs> No way. No. <laughs> not I would play not exactly the same, <laughs> with the same mistakes and everything. Every He's time. a machine. That's, man. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> that was the banjo player talking, Michael That's Card. Right. And uh, Jeff, you're playing that accordion and the penny whistle yeah. over there. And, of course, Buddy, you got this whole raft of harmonicas in front of you here and uh when you started raft that's, yeah. that's a good that's, name for it's it. like a gaggle of geese a raft of harmonicas oh a collective noun of harmonicas <laughs> but when you started come thou fount uh, you were playing in unison right i'm not a musician with, well, with jeff we had a little yeah well i was being the left hand actually of a like a like a you a don't know where the accordion organ. begins and where the harmonica stops well they're, they're kindred instruments you know they're yeah. both reed out of tune instruments. <laughs> no, no, they no, may, their distinctive sound is being out of tune. Correct me if I'm wrong. They are a little out of tune. That's yeah. how, why they sound the way they sound. Behave yourself, Michael. That's uh, true. This is you're, well, you're the mine's banjo out of player tune. here. If you open mine up, it's it's basically a giant, a uh, couple of giant harmonicas in there. You can actually open them up, take the reeds out, and blow on them. Yeah. So it's where he has a billows on the left side, where he's going back and forth and. Welcome to Accordion wind. Talk with Jeff Taylor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And hey, all I have to do is just be a, have a lot of hot, <laughs> yeah, hot air. Yeah, you know? just leave that one alone. <laughs> hey, I'm going to break the suspense. Uh, the song you just heard and the earlier song, Revive Us Again, are yeah. both on the, the hymns and prayer song CD, right, Yes, buddy? they are. Yeah. And the suspense is broken. You can get this CD for a gift of any amount in the studio. How about that? Yes. Not sold in stores. <laughs> and if you call in the next 10 minutes, no, seriously, here's the number to call, and I hope you will respond and get a copy of Buddy's wonderful CD. Uh, Buddy, you know that I listened to us because I listened to this because I proved it to you, right? You did. I, you I, had it on your iPhone. My, I couldn't I, believe My it. iPod, my iPhone has uh, hymns and prayer songs on it. Here's the number to call, 1-800-613-5162. 800-613-5162. For those of you who are web savvy, you can go to studiooffer.org and you'll find the hymns and prayer songs CD right there as well. A gift of any amount and we'll send that to you. So I love making that offer. I mean, yeah, our listeners are going to love having that. Well, you know, it's, uh, it's sort of acoustic folk treatments of these old hymns. Um, although we did get a little jazzy here and there. We, we, we brought in Kirk Whalem's saxophone Ooh, on a couple of songs. Uh-huh. And, Kirk's and that been was on nice. this program, hasn't he? Kirk uh, Whalem? Yes, yeah? yes, he has. Yeah. So uh, it's a little bit eclectic, but but for the most part, it's uh, it's sort of folk treatments of those of those hymns, and from a lot of different traditions. That's the great thing about hymnody, you know. Everybody's got a tradition, uh, you know, and and usually one tradition doesn't know what the other's doing. You know, <laughs> I was at an Episcopal church two or three weeks ago, and they played this song I'd never heard. This old hymn, it was gorgeous, and uh, I've been meaning to get back to them and say, where can I find <laughs> find a recording of that? But it was a uh, just beautiful, and same thing happens when I go in any different tradition. I'll always hear new hymns, and so there's a little bit of that going on in this record as well. Yeah, I love the the feel. It's like an almost a church camp kind of thing that I grew up mm-hmm. with, you know, uh, years ago to hear these hymns again. So, mm-hmm. Jeff, uh, we haven't heard you weigh in about the value of hymns too much here. Oh, dude, 
deep in my heart, and that's that's why I I go to a church now where a, a lot of what we do is hymns, and uh, I've got a couple of done some piano hymns CDs before, yeah, that's right. and. Yeah. And uh, actually, this project is the project that I met Buddy on. Oh, that's wow. right. Yeah. Well, I'd met him before. But it was the first time we actually got to work together. Yeah, I knew I wanted uh, the accordion on these songs because, you know, they did. Like you say, it did feel like you were kind of around the campfire. And, yeah. And uh, so I'd seen uh, Jeff play with the Time Jumpers, this great Western swing group here in town. And just, he was the best I'd ever heard on that instrument. So I uh, called him up and got him to come down and... We had church yeah. in the studio that day. And he's day. a brother was, to boot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was the beginning of a beautiful relationship. It okay. is. Okay. Okay. Let's <laughs> keep a lid on that right now. Mike, Mike wants to rein things in. He, somebody's hates, gonna be, he hates the warm fuzzies. Somebody's you know? going to be crying here a minute. It's going to be me. Yeah. I don't want it to be me. It is his name on the show. So. <laughs> I love you guys. Well, yeah, just yesterday, Mike Card and Ashley Cleveland and myself were at our church playing hymns. And- <laughs> Yep. Having a great time. No, why yep. are you laughing? It, it was a very <laughs> difficult experience for me. But a glorious one. Let me tell you, I, he was my utility man. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried to do what Jeff usually does. Okay, well, He did great, too. Let great. me tell you, he was playing, he played this nice, quiet piano, which he's so good at, you know, and Be Thou My Vision. And then he rocked out, you know, for a while there. He went to an African-American church here in town, you know, and he was using, he was pulling yeah. on that. It was coming out. Yeah, thank you, buddy. <laughs> And he was playing bazooki and banjo. He rocked the house. Yeah. Let me tell you, he Thank, did. Well, I Thank wish you, I'd buddy. been there. Thank you. No, but it was this sort of thing. Buddy goes, uh, you know, come now. Or was it come now? No, it was we did? be thou my be vision. Thou, you know, be thou my vision, don't you? Know, I played it five years ago on, on a record. <laughs> I go, well, no. And this is like five minutes before thousands <laughs> of people are walking in. So, oh, keep, it keeps was, you humble, Mike. Well, he it's did a, great. It's too. good for me. Buddy's a great encouragement. I'm teasing, but Buddy's a great encouragement. And Jeff as well. To, to try to love music again and not be so utilitarian about it, which is where mm. I tend to go. So oh. thank you guys. I'm teasing a lot, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, sure. in all seriousness. Well, Jeff, thank you Jeff all. and I are going to do a record together like this too, with bazookies and accordions and do hymns. All right, that's the deal. All right, we want to be like Buddy. Well, <laughs> you can do better than that. You need to aim higher. <laughs> let, me, let me give the phone number again oh. for anyone who wants a copy of the CD, wow. hymns and prayer songs from Buddy Green and Company. Mike, you're not on there, are you? Uh-uh. Yes, he is. Oh, is he? Yeah, you played on uh, "Shall We Gather at the River." Oh, played. that's right. In fact, yes. you you played harmonium while your daughter Kate put pressed the, the bellows, be- pumped yeah. the bellows. I don't remember that. And you played piano on that and sang. All right, cool. yes. here's that number: one eight hundred six one three five one six two or studiooffer dot org. I'm looking at the clock. We got time for another hymn. You guys got one more oh, in yes. you here in yes. the studio sure. today? Buddy Green, Jeff Taylor, and Michael Card. What uh, What are you going to choose to sing here? Well. This is a song that has almost disappeared from modern hymnals, or hymnals even the last 50 years. But it was a hugely popular hymnal back in the early 20th century called Bringing in the Sheaves. Oh, yeah. And it's based on Psalm 126, which is a great psalm of the ascent. And, uh, and it has the final thing. It says, those who sow in tears come back rejoicing, bringing in their bundles of sheaves, you know. So most people don't even they no, bring it in the sheep. Yeah, what are you talking about? Grew up on a farm. <laughs> but it's a great image. I remember when Bill Lane was laid to rest. There was a big bundle of uh, a sheaf of wheat with a Scottish tartan wrapped around it, lying on his coffin. Yep. It was such an image I'll never forget. Yeah. And there's the Empty Hands Fellowship behind him. I mean, you're talking about 
coming in rejoicing, bringing in your sheaves, having mm-hmm. gone out sowing seeds in sorrow. I mean, it was just wow. This is the, it's a beautiful picture of the gospel. So I I love songs like this that that help us keep that Old Testament imagery alive. All right. Unfortunately, this will be our last one for uh, this program, but the CD is available. Buddy Green, Jeff Taylor, and our host, Michael Card. Bringing in the sheaves. One, two, three. Sowing in the morning. Sowing seeds of kindness, sowing in the noontide and the dewy, waiting for the harvest and the time of reaping, we shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves, we shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves. We shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheep. Sowing in the sunshine, sowing in the shadows, fearing neither clouds nor winter's chilling breeze. By and by the harvest and the labor ended, we shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves. Bringing in the sheaves, we shall come rejoicing. Bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves, we shall come rejoicing. Bringing in the sheaves. sustain our spirit often grieves when our weeping's over he will bid us welcome we shall come rejoicing bringing in the sheaves bringing in the sheaves yeah bringing in the sheaves we shall come rejoicing bringing in the sheaves oh bringing in the sheaves bringing in the sheaves we shall come rejoicing bringing in the Come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves, oh, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves. We shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. We shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. Bringing in the sheaves, one of the great selections found on the CD Hymns and Prayer Songs by Buddy Green. And it was great having Buddy and Jeff with us today to perform some of the music on the project. And we're happy that we can make this available to you. When you send a gift of any amount to this ministry, we will gladly send you hymns and prayer songs. This is a wonderful mix of songs, and your gift is a wonderful way you can help us continue to bring this kind of program in your way each week. Find out how you can receive your copy by calling toll-free 1-800-613-5162. That's 1-800-613-5162. Or go online to studiooffer.org to request your copy of Hymns and Prayer Songs by Buddy Green. 
You can also now reach us with our new postal address. That address is in the studio, Grand Rapids, Michigan, 49555. Again, in the studio, Grand Rapids, Michigan, 49555. Or if it's easier, online, studiooffer.org. Well, thanks for joining us for today's In the Studio with Michael Card. We value each person who emails us, so please get in touch with us and let us know what you think of today's broadcast. You can send your comments and Bible questions, prayer needs, and song requests to inthestudio at michaelcard.com. We hope to hear from you today. And be sure to let us know how you're listening to the broadcast when you contact us at inthestudio at michaelcard.com. Through the web, you can stay connected with all that's going on behind the scenes, find out about our weekly e-devotional, Michael's tour schedule, or look for more resources that are designed to help you grow in Christ. It's all at michaelcard.com. If you've missed any part of this broadcast, or if you'd like to listen again, check out our radio archives or program podcast at michaelcard.com. This program is part of the RBC family of ministries, and we want to encourage you to look into the many resources like online devotions, study helps, and Bible study courses that will expand your understanding of God's Word. And one that RBC is best known for and that has helped millions around the world is the daily devotional, Our Daily Bread. We hope you'll check out all these materials through the link to RBC found at michaelcard.com. Our producer is Joe Carlson. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Thanks for being with us in the studio with Michael Carr. In the Studio with Michael Card is produced in cooperation with RBC Ministries and the Moody Broadcasting Network.